Truth is, I am a Jedi. I'm the Benchance. And I am... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome on, and welcome back to another episode of the Direct Podcast. Today, time of recording, Friday, November 10th, the year of our Lord Taylor Swift, 2023, a double feature here on the Direct Podcast. This will be our Loki review episode where we will break down the finale and season two of Loki. And then right after this, once you're done... Hop on over to our second episode we're posting today, the Marvel's full review. We get that whole movie broken down. And then on Monday, make sure to join us back for our third episode in four days to break down all of the latest movie news across all of the universes you love. Now that the writers and actor strikes are both over, I am your host, Matt Rimke, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, co-host, box office correspondent, Atlantean, and senior editor at the Direct.com. Come, Mr. David Thompson. David, Loki on this episode. The Marvels on the next episode. How are we feeling? I just want to give a quick shout out and congratulations to all those Marvel fans that are still out there. Those that have been through thick and thin, that are still getting through the thick of it in many ways, whether you loved Loki, hated the Marvels, swipped that around, whatever your reaction was, this was a fun weekend and is a fun weekend for MCU fans. Something that five years ago, I would have never dreamt of, right? We're getting the culminating finale of Marvel's greatest show and also a fun space romp that is enjoyable. And we'll get to it, obviously, on the next episode. But it is amazing to be able to watch a brand new, incredible finale, right? The conclusion of something at home and going out to a theater and getting both the Marvel Studios fanfare. Obviously, 2024 will be a little bit different, so enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy this moment, fans, because we're here, and I'm excited to talk about all of it. It's very exciting. It's a lot to talk about, and I say, we just get right into it, David. I don't have a ton to say. It is 7.06 a.m. Pacific time right now. I'm quite a drowsy voice boy over here, and I'm here to talk about everything you need to know about the universes you love but right here the universe is the mcu the thing you need to know is loki season two and what do you love about it well let's find out all right everybody here we go loki season two episode six the season finale the series finale question mark title glorious purpose the snake has eaten itself. The title of episode one has become the title of episode 12. Season two finale. Your starting lineup for Loki season two, episode six. Tom Hiddleston returns as Loki. Sophia DiMartino as Sylvie. Owen Wilson as Mobius Kehu Kwan as OB and Jonathan Majors as Victor Timely slash He Who Remains slash AKA, AKA Kang. I forgot about that. That was fun. AKA, AKA, Kang. We are here. I only named those four because those are the only four that really did anything this episode. Yeah. And we're going to focus up. David Thompson. We've made it. A whole season of MCU television. And guess what? We weren't pissed off. What the? We, we were not it. bad a single time. Not a once. Nope. David. Nope. I want to hear your pregame. Overall, spoiler-free thoughts before we run out on that field. And talk about how our boys play today and girls. What are your what are your overall thoughts for Loki season two, episode six? This was the culminating moment. I believe this is the series finale for anyone that is curious. I don't think there's going to be a season three. I could be wrong. But for right now, it felt like the series finale. And what this episode did was solidify to me that this is the best Marvel Studios project probably in this era in the multiverse saga and i don't say that as it's my favorite necessarily like you know there's the no way homes guardians 3 there's there's some movies right that may be in there but television i would say it's not even close like this is the 
this is the series to watch for Marvel on Disney Plus because of what it means. Like, this is not just a quality thing. This is a story building element of the MCU that is a fundamental building block for this entire saga. It's so cool how they were able to pull this whole thing into one big circle. And obviously, Tom Hiddleston's Loki being in the middle of that glorious purpose, all of it. It is just wonderful storytelling. And for me, as someone that was a massive fan of season one, season two is even better. And season two only makes season one better in many ways. Like, what's crazy about this episode, and I wonder if people agree with me on this, I felt that the finale of this made last year's or last season's finale even better. And I already loved that. So it's really cool. Um, I'm I hope more people watch it. I know like the viewership's been a little bit down in season two. And this feels like such a big moment within the MCU. And I'm happy they're able to do it. And I think it's gonna be the only time we ever see something like this because this felt so well planned out. And now at Marvel Television, Marvel Studios Television. It seems that they're going to be, you know, doing pilots and going more of the television route. This show really is more of an event, like a special event than it is like a TV show, quote unquote. So it really could live on as a one of one thing. And just on the finale, it was perfect. It knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah, I mean, it it felt big. It felt epic. It felt consequential. And all the things you'd like for every show to feel especially in these universe projects that we have going on. It's it's something that it's you just can't ignore the quality um, up, down, left, right, the entire way around this thing. It was just it was intriguing. It was captivating. It was suspenseful as hell, but without really without really even trying to be sometimes, you know, just like the stakes of it were so weaved in to every word that was spoken to every scene that we switched to just the weight of it all was just there and present and kind of uncomfortable but in the best kind of way um and that comes down to obviously the performances on screen obviously the narrative within the mcu that we've become so accustomed to but also just the overall production of it every little thing about the show made it feel the way they wanted it to feel and i think this finale you're right. It just knocked out of the park. These last three weeks have really just been, you know, almost almost like three acts of a Loki movie these last three weeks that really yeah. just kind of just yeah. keep the scales going over and over. And when we feel like we got it, we don't. It, it was just everything about the everything about the devices that they use throughout this movie. Um, and that's a word I'm going to say a lot today because both um, Loki and the Marvels just did a really good job using the tools on the script and making it work for me in live action. And then, you know, then you talk about just the stakes of the MCU side of it all, where Tom Hilson's Loki ends up, all the things that it means for the future and the past, obviously, after watching <laughs> this episode. Yeah, um, it's just it, it feels earned. It feels right. So often, and you know, many spoilers, I guess, but like everyone knows, anyone who pays attention to you know this loud kid from Indiana talk knows that I I really just don't love the idea of going back and undoing something. That's not something I've ever been a fan of. It bugs me when movies do it, um, but when it feels earned, I've just I, I'm continuously proven wrong when when something like this happens and it feels right. And it, you can see how that is. If you can do it right, it's one of the most effective things you can do. It's very tush push. It's very, you know, yeah, very if you can do push. it right, you know, it's a 100% hit clip and you're definitely going to make an impact on the game, but it's hard to do it right. And they did it here. And it's yeah. really exciting. I can't wait to talk more about it in spoilers. So Michael Keaton, my guy, my friend, my dude, my pal, let's get us there, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into spoilers. Let's get nuts. All right, David. Here we are. Spoiler section. Let it free. Let it fly. Let it go. Ten. I might watch. Uh, oh, Varsity Blues this weekend. Going to Texas. Oh, that's where you're heading. I was, I was curious where you were going. Houston, Texas. H-Town. Mm. Home of Beyonce and the Rockets. Who, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to go see Rockets Warriors in a couple weeks. Oh, right on. Oh, Very cool. Excited. 
Yeah, that'll be fun. I get to take my 16 year old brother. Guess guess who his favorite basketball team is? Can o- can only imagine. Hard not to be, dude. I mean, yeah, I I would be the same. You yeah, know, if I could be hard. watching Steph Curry, it'd be hard not to be a fan. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry's a winner. You know who else is a winner? David Loki, season two, episode six. Give me your winners with this episode specifically, and then Monday we'll go more into the season as a whole. Yeah. But right here, season six, season two, episode six. Who's your biggest winner? And and I just want to let you know, don't feel bad about taking the obvious ones because this 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 really wasn't earned feeling. So I want us to really embrace winners here. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm between two, um, and I'm having a hard time deciding which one I want to pick. I go with the more character one. I'll go with the more personal one. I guess I'll just pick Loki. Uh, you know, this is not only Tom Hiddleston. He's always great. So I'm I'm not going with Tom Hiddleston. I'm going with the character of Loki. This Tell me. When, when I opened the Disney Plus app at promptly 9 p.m. Eastern time, and I see it's called Glorious Purpose. Jasmine's present. She's not really watching. She doesn't really care. But I'm like, oh my god. And then I'm like, was I mean, I think that was the was that the name of the finale last year? And I'm like, oh no. I look, I like go back. I'm like, that was the name of the pilot. It's coming full circle. They're doing the thing. Amazing. Same exact interaction with me and my wife. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same exact thing. <laughs> They're doing the thing. And I'm yeah. like, it's I mean, it's the series finale. This is gonna be amazing. The fact that this what <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like it's it's by the end of the episode, obviously, like let's get some details for the listeners at home. You know, he he collects all of the timelines essentially, and he creates the world's tree, which is this North mythology symbol that we've seen in Marvel Studios, and it's a beautiful recreation of that. It is now the not sacred timeline, but he is the keeper of timelines, right? He is trying to save all of these different timelines from branching off and being destroyed because the loom at the end of the day was a failsafe. No. He's he's the <laughs> god of he's the god of stories, which is an incredible connection to the comic books and what this means. But what I want to focus on specifically within the Marvel Studios within the MCU is Loki's always been this character wanting more power and you know, he's had a complex history that he got to watch for himself in episode 1 of the series but what's what they did with this is they really truly made it feel like this was his purpose all along this was what he was burdened this was the glorious purpose that he has been burdened with because it really is a burden you know it's like he says i think last episode he doesn't want to be alone that's what he's scared of but he's doing it for his friends there's one line he specifically says it's absolutely beautiful Oh, gosh, I just lost it. Um, One second. It is incredible because he knows what he must do. He knows what God he needs to be. He says specifically, I know what I want. I know what kind of God I need to be for you, for all of us. And it's so damn good. Do you do you remember where maybe we have heard that before? By chance. Perfect. The end of 2011's Thor. I could have done it, Father, for you, for all of us. It's a beautiful it thing. in that little black hole. Like, this is where people are like, ah, Foggy might be, you know, taking his hand off the wheel a little bit. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not with this, at least. Because this is years and years in the making. And this is how you continue a character's storyline. Like, this is true evolution. And for those that are like, oh, Loki always dies. I mean, this is just phenomenal storytelling. This is someone you you can't kill. But now he's found his own new purpose. And I was just blown away by it. It's one of those things like I was talking about in in, uh, spoiler free. Where, you know, on paper, honestly, like on paper, just the route of all of this. Loki, like you said, since the moment we met him, I can't wait to rewatch Avengers 2012. You know what I mean? Just like just the best Loki project. You know, I can't wait to rewatch that now. I still I still think that's the best Loki performance in all of this just because he's the the best camp comic book villain that you can get in that like that's loki this is tom hiddleston's loki it feels like almost <laughs> you know yeah um, loki who no, remains yeah exactly 
dude, all the nicknames. I just fucking love. I fucking love them. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk about it more. Um, but see, see, see how quickly I got excited about all this, and now I'm talking. Now, now I'm up here. You know. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. <laughs> but. On paper, you look at Loki, like you said, he's just always wanted more power. He's always wanted, quote unquote, the throne. He's always wanted to rule all this stuff, right? And if you told somebody who had no idea what was going on with any of this, so what happens at the end of Loki season two? Well, you know what? He gets the ultimate power. He rules everybody. You know, he's the he is the king of the universe at this point. Mm-hmm. And and if you told somebody who w- didn't watch the show, they might roll their eyes like, oh. You know, like that's, you know, what a, a, you know, what a lame thing, you know, he, oh, he just rules everybody. But the way that they progress to show you how that is actually the worst thing for Loki, it's, it's what he's always wanted, right? That's the glorious purpose he's always wanted. This whole season was about discovering him, discovering the burden that is, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's such an awesome way to take. Simple almost isn't the right word, but like it's it's a very straightforward idea. At the end of the day, Loki does end up ruling everybody, but the twist, he hates it and he yeah. didn't want it. And it's a sacrifice. And this the 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 play on the words burden and glorious purpose throughout all of this. You know, uh um uh few glory is uh rarely there without burden or whatever. I don't remember even who said it, but the whole playing on that phrase throughout this episode mm-hmm. where they would like, you know, the glory and the burden and the purpose and all that together. Yeah. It may have been Owen Wilson who did that. I got to rewatch it, but I think so. But it's just, it's, it's just such a great example of doing it the right way. Everything feels earned every single step of the way. And yeah. if you do it right throughout a season and you, you make those big impacts in episode four, and you you do the crazy thing last week in episode five where we discover the time slipping. And instead of, you know, the beginning of this episode, it was last episode when you pace it correctly throughout the season. In episode six, you have all the fun you're having as a screenwriter where we are jumping around. We are going back and forth and you are, you know, doing all the little things you can do to one, entertain the audience. And two, at the end of the day, everything feels earned for Loki. The character Absolutely. season one, season one, I'm more down on than everybody else. Um, mm. at Did least this help that immensely, immensely, because my issue with season one was that at the end of the day, it really wasn't <clears throat> at all, despite the first couple episodes being so focused on Loki. You know what I mean? By the end yeah. of it, Loki was just kind of along for the ride completely flipped it on its head here where it's always about Loki throughout this one, despite the plot actually not being about him at all. It's about Victor timely. It's about Kang. It's about he who remains. Right. And it's just, it it was just really well done across the board. And it's very exciting. And it goes right into my winner. If you don't mind. I got, it's a, it's a four pack. It's a four pack hitting you right in the fucking face. It's Aaron. (laughs) It's Aaron Moorhead. It's Justin Benson. It's Eric Martin. And it's Katie fucking Heron. It's it's the behind the scenes all stars of this show. It's the directors, Aaron Moorhead, Justin Benson. It's the head writer, Eric Martin. And it's the composer, the goat, the MVP of Loki season two, Kate Heron. Everything, like I said earlier, every little thing about this episode, every little thing about this season has just kept raising the bar. Every little thing makes you feel exactly what you need to feel throughout each episode week by week and i'm talking cliffhangers going into opening scenes i'm talking scores at the right moment and then uh lack of scores at other moments finding times to have fun without distracting but also finding times to get serious without having fun an mcu problem for a lot of people right and it it all comes together like Eric eric martin had such a great roadmap for this season and it was so well executed by Moorhead and Benson, step by step, each part of the way. And then the acting and then the MCU of it all, all of it added up. And then Kate Heron was just such an amazing. What's the best topping of a food? I think whipped cream on a Sunday, but also like pasta sauce or like red sauce on a pasta. Yeah, that's good. You know, she was just the perfect topping to this. amazing Parmesan dish. on a pizza. Ooh, 
Parmesan on the pizza. I'm red pepper flakes. Both. Both. Throw it all on there. A little oregano. Dirty son of a bitch. They don't have good pizza in Florida, though. It's fine. It's fine. It is fine. Fine's a great word for it, for yeah. sure. And I beach. love pizza. Beach food is so underrated as far as like the types of food. Burritos. I love beach food. Huh? Beach food burritos. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, Kate Heron <laughs> is such a great topping on whatever dish we're making. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like you can really see. I, I say I've said this the past few months, and I think it's so true. And we're going to talk about it more in our Marvels review. When the people involved genuinely care and they put so yes. much effort into it and 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 they all have a great singular vision of what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. It is so transparent, man. It is so obvious when everybody is working toward the same goal in a passionate manner. And it can be as unserious as what we just saw with the Marvels. And it can be as serious as what we saw here with Loki. And if any piece of this isn't as passionate or as focused on the goal as the other piece, I think it would stand out like a sore thumb. Imagine if the costume design wasn't as high quality as the set design and or. You know what I mean? Like, like that's something we watched Andor together. That's something that I kind of kept get. It wasn't a big deal, but I was distracted by it a little bit. Week I know what week. you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or, or like if the music didn't fit the tone, like how right. crazy everything was so perfectly brought together. This is one of my favorite teams in the MCU. And that is the Loki team from the actors to the big name behind the scenes. People that I just mentioned my winners for today to everybody else involved, costume department, <clears throat> set design, art direction, uh, graphics, everything. Um, yeah, man. I mean, just a home run cast um, supported by a home run roster of coaches and the game plan by Eric Martin, I think, was just executed to perfection every single step of the way. I think what's most surprising to me about Loki is that it didn't only make a good second season because I thought it was going to go in a different route. I I, did, I didn't really think that when we started season two, it was going to be so fundamentally just retelling this the first season and and mirroring it a bit and just and and almost what I what we would have said what I would have said be safe quote unquote where it's like we we end episode four and we're like oh my god you know like everything's gone everything's blown up what does this possibly mean but I think the story when you look back I think what's great about Loki and you can very rarely say this and it it shows how well thought out it all was the show continually makes its series better like each episode pretty much makes the entire thing better and go back to glorious purpose number one all the way to glorious purpose number two and it is a tight woven story like it all makes sense and to your point in this series in in sorry in season two we get less of Renslayer we get less of Sylvie less of miss minutes i would say same mobius which is great less of hunter b15 but we get more of loki and we get more of ob and obviously we get more of jonathan majors uh victor timely who by the way when he who remains made fun of made fun of victor timely was sorry for jumping on top plays amazing (laughs) it's amazing fucking moment man (laughs) he was us he was us right there in that moment. It was it was awesome. So good. I mean, I almost feel like we should take a little interlude, a little dip before we get to losers and just talk about Kang for a second and just talk about he who remains. Because I have a question I want to ask you. So I have all the answers. Question corner for a second. <laughs> so the best part of the episode to me, the ending is amazing. The culminating moment, the horns, him walking bum, out bum, there. Bum, bum. The music. Dude, that final score when it and then he hits the credits. I'm like, I need this right now. There's something about it. Like it was on a whole nother level. Incredible. I love the outfit. I love how we got a new like Loki outfit. We what talked about we talked before. With Kang, with he who <laughs> remains, right? So yeah. we get the incredible moment where, first off, like the Loki times, we can't jump over this. Loki now being able to control time slipping incredible like the, it, it lived up to the hype i would say of last episode where it's like oh my god he figured it out yeah he figured it out figured it out so much he's gonna keep doing it over and over and over he's gonna you know take centuries to learn quantum physics or whatever it was 
Straight out of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, like perfect. Yep. Perfect. It was it was very, you know, Dormammu at the end of this or during this episode, which is cool. Um, I watched the uh, heavy spoilers video and he made a reference and I was kind of like, really? Um, he's like, well, maybe that's why the time stone's been green the whole time. I'm like, what? Like, that's a little big brain for me. Um, Shout out MT, friend of the show. Amazing. So with He Who Remains, right, we get that scene it at the Citadel, and it's the whole moment where he realized, like, it's the time loop over and over. He can't kill Sylvie, but he needs to. Then Loki and He Who Remains have basically a conversation out of time. It's when time has stopped, and they are basically out, not that they're out of time, but they're not within time at that moment. They both stopped it. We learned that Loki can stop things now too. He has figured it out. He's had, he's had this, he's seen this moment before. He's had this conversation before. Incredible moment. Like you want to talk about a, 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 a back and forth, you know, like a, a heavyweight fight going back and forth. It was this scene. So here's my question. All that being said, he who remains is still pretty cocky the whole time. Badass. Beautiful. Villain. Villain, by the way. Truly, more than like that's why it enhanced the finale of last season. I think for me, it made him more of a villain and like uh, just scary. So with Loki doing what he does at the end, finding his true purpose, walking out onto that walkway, enchanting the timelines, collecting all of them, and creating the world's tree. That was a sentence. You using the word enchanting right there just gave me chills. That was perfect. (laughs) <laughs> that's what he does i know he, like, he, like, awesome. he basically like kills them to like wrangle them and then infuse his magic back into them and then yeah anyway so by him doing that does that then just mean that the loop in some way is broken and he who remains like we saw in this season is a corpse and is dead mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. loki is at the end right so um my beautiful wife yesterday had a whole day with me we went and saw the marvels we're going to a wedding on saturday so we did not get popcorn we did not get soda we did not get candy oh i want to be light light in your feet huh? want to be light on yeah your i know well it's it's yeah yeah it's a whole thing but um we're gonna eat, we're gonna eat so much the day of the wedding right, before right. the wedding starts you know what i mean you want to put yourself in a good position when you're in houston you gotta get some food i feel like i've never been i assume they have barbecue there that's what I was thinking. I think so. I also want a burger, though. I think. I've only been to Dallas and Texas. It was awesome. What'd you eat there? Barbecue. Yeah, okay, I'll play it. Because if Dallas has barbecue, Houston definitely has barbecue. Houston, I've been to or Dallas. Dallas, Dallas had is incredible dope. barbecue. Oh, my God. Dallas is dope. I like Dallas a lot, actually. Me, too. Can't get around for shit, but I do like Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I went to a Mavs game when I was there. It was cool. Oh, sick. Yeah. It's awesome. It was Lucas' like second year. So Loki, um, Back to the it. question is, what does it and, and, and you know, semi loser here. They don't do a great job explaining exactly what it means at the end. They which, don't. You know, storytelling open to interpretation. Did Tony Soprano get shot? All that stuff. Um, At the end, the way my I'm all I'm all over the place. I'm really sorry. 733 a.m. Um, Aaron <laughs> went and saw this. Uh, the Marvels with me. We went straight home. We had a very quick dinner. And then immediately we watch Loki. Yeah. Shout out to all the girlfriends and boyfriends who go along with their MCU nerds to go to these things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so Aaron had the same question you had. So like, what does it really mean? Because she, like me, has been on a, She's watched every episode of, of all of Loki. She, like me, was under the impression that Loki and he who remains wanted the same thing. Okay. You know, Loki obviously didn't want the sacred timeline. He who remains morbid reality of it all but lesser of two evils the entire season that's kind of been his thing right so she was confused as to why loki was being so combative the way i interpret it with loki being the god of stories at the end the very game of thrones really uh help guy in the tree oh um braun no 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 the name of the what uh brand ends up being brand the three-eyed raven hey 
Hey, that might be it. Got there. Nice. Um, we had we had a warm up, by the way. We have a dude, House of stop. Dragon coming out next year. Stop. Yeah, three eyed raven. You nailed it. You said next year's a wasteland. You're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong, sir. Uh, House of the Dragon is going to be the best month and a half of our, of our lives. <laughs> That's yes, that will be fun. <laughs> um. Anyway, 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 when he becomes the god of stories, here's how I interpret it. The options were either Kang, he who remains, sorry, keeps the sacred timeline going with all the ethical issues surrounding it. Right. So he is the only variant of himself and no other Kangs can exist because those timelines don't exist. The good thing, no more Kangs. The bad thing, all those other universes get destroyed on a daily basis. Minute basis, almost. That's the conundrum of the whole thing. So that was option one, the he who remains option. Right. Option two was the Sylvie option, where we cut the ties, let madness run free, and let all loose. of these all of these Kangs go nuts. But is it but isn't there also so now here we go? He explains the temporal loom, how it expanding and blowing up it resets it somehow. Like so, it, it, so it, this is what pushed it over WandaVision for me. Alert, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out WandaVision for a three-year title run <laughs> as the greatest MCU show. This is what pushed over the top because what's been my problem the entire season two of Loki? What's been my biggest like core issue? Why does this temporal loom matter? What right. is like what are the stakes really with this thing? Yes. Right? Because I thought right. I thought we let it loose. We could fix it now with a thing. The temporal loom we thought was a way to control the madness, but he who remains. Four steps ahead of all of us, shout out Queen's Gambit. He had it as a fail safe to where at the end of the day, even when that thing blows up, the sacred timeline stays strong, keeps going. It's uh it's the flood button when there's a fire. It's the self-destruct button when um you know you gotta like blow up a spaceship. Oh wait, this all makes sense because fail that's safe. why in episode five the branches start disappearing. And doing right. the Infinity War thing. Right. Shit. Because they weren't sacred timeline branches. And yeah. So and, good. It's so good. Like, oh my gosh. I, I, oh man. Right. This is so wonderful. We thought that there was the he who remains option. And we thought that there was the Sylvie option. But really, right. he who remains was on top of the Sylvie one the whole time. He was going to win no matter didn't what. Didn't matter. Yeah. That was, so that's Loki, why I didn't care. Yeah. So Loki, like he always fucking does, I'll find another way. Right. I'll find another way to do it. Right. So what he does, I think, is he goes out there, becomes the god of stories, and lets all these universes run wild. But because he is there with centuries of Victor Timely OB level knowledge, holy shit, and all the power he has as a god, right? He is able to allow all of those things. He is the new temporal loom, essentially. Right. Correct. He but is, it, he it is controlling more. everything. Yeah. But, but what's but what's the problem? What's the problem with all the timelines running wild? All of these variants of Kang. So what he does, what is the TVA's new goal? Not to prune timelines so Kangs don't exist. Go to those timelines and get rid of those variants. Yeah, look out for the Kangs. Right. They're no longer going after branch timelines. They're going after one specific variant that would break the timelines. That being Kang. He who right. remains. So, Which is in a how- wonderful little moment. 616 quantum mania quantum mania shout out quantum mania honestly like yeah i'm like the science mission that movie has become that was cool like i'm still not a great movie but like no awesome awesome a lot of stakes own it right like all right you know we get the little moment of like hey quantum mania happened uh they took care of it it seems like and and adjacent realm (laughs) adjacent realm badass i want to find some more adjacent realms um We've been to five of them, so. Um, <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I, that ruled out, by the way, that moment ruled out the theory that the TVA was in the quantum realm, which right. was a theory. Right, which is a cool one. A very cool one. Don't get me wrong. TVA, I like, I like the fact that, by the way, the TVA is still this, we don't know. Oh, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not a physical, it's almost like not a physical place. We've never seen the TVA from like the outside. It's just Ooh, in cool the TVA. It, it, I think it'll happen. The way I kind of interpret it, the um citadel is at the end of time the tva right. is at the beginning of time both out of time controlling it for both ends okay you know what i mean 
it's interesting because in this episode we get that tear in like reality or whatever you want to call it and the stairs well, were confusing we'll hold any thoughts on tears in reality for a later podcast hey hey <laughs> shout out no way help <laughs> by the way um Hold on, let me make this point and then I'll get to this next question. This the, the reality, the reality <laughs> breaks open. So like that, that made it seem like the TVA actually isn't close to the end of time, which I think follows your theory pretty well. Yeah. So, so here's my other question for you. Does this now mean that the events of Loki, because if you really think about it, this is not a linear storytelling Mm-mm. that the events of Loki. Oh, this is confusing now. Because of Quantumania. But 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 Quantumania could have like just happened. So right. the events of Loki basically with and I mean that meaning Loki sitting there at the world's tree of time, essentially, at the end yeah. of the series. That Universal. is where we are within the MCU in terms of like No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Quantumania. I think that's what we're getting at. I don't mm-hmm. think it I don't think it was like see because it happens, it happens quick in real time. And it's out of time. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was like Loki season one happens. The branches are going crazy. And that's when no way home and mm-hmm. multiverse of madness happens. I think those events are happening with Loki sitting there at the end of time, because yeah. that makes the most logical sense where the yeah. multiverse is real. Things are happening. Incursions are happening like Kalia at the end of multiverse of madness. And this is where we are. Yeah, and and I beautifully set up by the way for the rest of this story. Absolutely, I also think that like it does break the in-game thing a little bit because it it feels like it's not even that like those universes are now thriving. It's almost that Loki brought them back. You know what I mean? Like like they've always existed, but they were getting pruned or not left and right, and now Loki's just allowing everything to exist, but the issue is being handled by the TVA. And so I think it allows for all of those other movies that you just talked about to happen without the, well, why aren't those timelines getting pruned? Or like, why did the event, why were the Avengers allowed to time travel, but not Loki? Because that's how it was written, all that stuff. Um, we'll get into it more at a later episode about just kind of the rules that in-game set up that seemingly are being adjusted a little bit. Um, it, it's a different, different conversation for a different time, but um I I for, kind of forget where we were right here. Uh, your we need to get into Kang. losers, but yeah. Right. right. Um, but I just wanted to real quick, like just the idea that Loki's solution was to not, not have it one way or the other, but find a middle ground oh, and then right. repurpose it. Like it's the hard way to do it. What, you know, uh, Sylvie says it. Why not give us a fighting chance? You know, yeah. why, 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 why can't we beat all the Kings? And that's what Secret Wars is going to be taking advantage of this new problem. And, and or, I do. Or, sorry. Go ahead. I was. <laughs> you hate me. I, no, I was going to stop, stop, stop. No, I gotta go down, to? Gotta go down <laughs> Tangent Town for just a second here. It did. So, and I think the viewers will appreciate this because this is everyone's taking all this information at the same time. We're all living the same life here. The fucking Variety article says this episode was going to set up Kang in a big way. No, it does not. Does- it, 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 okay, it does, but it doesn't. It's not in a sense where like we saw 15 Kangs at the end played by Jonathan Majors and we like see the, the ultimate Kang. We don't. He Who Remains is basically gone and dead and we have Loki sitting there and Quantumania is, you know, that guy was taken care of and they are looking for He Who Remains variants. That's it. I feel like there are so many directions they could still move this thing if they want to, whether that's, and I think bringing in Doom, regardless of the whole Jonathan Mater situation, could be a cool concept. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that need, that doesn't need to be this, like, and I know, I know, I know Foggy knows it. It doesn't need to be this panicked, rushed thing. Like, that could have been the plan. There's Kang Dynasty and then there's Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating to me before we start continually, you know, sounding the alarm you know and and ring the bell and freaking out i feel like this is still in a spot where if there is a recast down the line that's fine you know if you find someone that fits the role like storytelling wise we're not in we're not in a bad situation i guess is my point hang is still a big character moving forward obviously because he's going to be the mission for um the tva and 
probably everything leading up to Kang Dynasty. But at the end of it, there's still well, what a Secret War is going to be. I assume it's going to be Doom or the Great Beyonder or somebody going after Loki's throne now. You know what I mean? Going after what Loki now has. Um, and I mean, I, I can see. That- I, I sorry, I could see a world where like Doom or Kang goes for Loki's power. You know, this new right. power he has. Right, and like I the think- Beyonder. I think what it does when it comes to Jonathan Majors, obviously it's a it's a non black and white situation. Um, you know, we're probably heading toward a recast just because of the toxicity of it all. Yeah. But it it Kang is still a big player, but he's not the player. He's not the thing holding it all together. There is wiggle room now. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas before this, Kang was at the end of everything. He's not anymore. It's Loki. And I think it right. just allows us to have a little more flexibility into how we utilize the Kang character, not as a villain who is controlling everything, but just a villain who's out there. We need to go get. Um, and I think it's really cool. I just I just I love it's 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 so Doctor Strange and that he found a sacrificial, unique way to solve the problem. He didn't punch harder. Yeah. He he just no. embraced the burden of it all. And it's corny when you talk about it as much as we're going to talk about it. But the burden of glorious purpose, just the rewording of all of that throughout this whole thing just played so well. It was so great to see just an amazing earned character arc again for Loki, like top five MCU character. And it's not even close. Like he is a, he is, I think, locked in. That's another conversation we could have at a different time. But he's locked in as a top five MCU character. And it's yeah. because it's everything feels earned every single step of the way. And that's what makes good character in these things, in these universes. Um, and let's go to losers. Let's go quickly so we can spend more time on top plays because there yeah. are a few that we haven't talked about yet. Um, my losers, I'll just go real quick. Mm-hmm. It's the side characters. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. My problem last season was that it was more about everybody else but Loki. And mm-hmm. this season, I love that it's more about Loki. But mm-hmm. we do lose, you know, the weight of Sylvie. She got her moment. Her and Loki having that conversation. Still hate her mullet. But um, <laughs> it's, I don't know. She had the same thing. She just looked her up at the TV and goes, so awesome. she goes, I hate her new hair. I know. It's, it's like, 80s dang. though it, it fits she's also wearing a, a heather gray crew neck sweater the whole time which i love <laughs> <laughs> um, but um we get less um sylvie importance mobius has a lot of touching emotional moments through loki but like mobius doesn't really have a big like hero moment at any time um ob ended up being less important in this finale than we thought but his utility leading up to this was worth it i think um hunter b15 fell by the wayside a little bit for me Casey, of course, even though he was always kind of a peripheral player. Um, and it's just it, it, it's a nitpick, I guess. But if I had all my druthers, like, you know, if everything was perfect forever, these side characters would feel Game of Thrones level fleshed out as well. And that's a dragon I don't think I'll ever stop chasing is trying to get a Game of Thrones project where 15 different characters have equally important stories going on. Um it's a nitpick, I think. I, I, it doesn't ruin anything for me. But if I had to pick a loser or something that didn't work for me, I just I think I wish I cared a little bit more about Sylvie specifically and um, Mobius at the end. I thought could have been a little more involved in like a conversation. I, I wish Mobius and Loki had an in time conversation the way Sylvie and Loki did. You know what I mean? It was just a little weird to me that Loki wasn't like being upfront about what's going on. Um, the way he was with sylvie he has that moment actually you know what i take it back he has that moment with mobius in the time theater yeah he does and it's great and it's amazing and owen wilson just fucking crushed it i take it back immediately but um i just wish you know what yeah i I just talked myself out of my loser i think (laughs) yeah i mean it's just it's just the way it's the way the story went i think they would have needed to have more episodes to flesh out these side characters more i mean my losers the same i was going to focus more on ob just because we set him up to have maybe like a villainous turn or have something be more layered, I guess would be the thing where OB kind of is OB, but he's set up to be a key part of the TVA going forward. And this new TVA right. is exciting. And Renslayer to me is another one focusing in on her where it's like, I don't know, you know, throw away at the end. A little maybe bit. like she, she alive, we but... all know there's a connect- connection to her and Kang in the comics where, you know, he's in love with her and it's this whole thing. And, um, there's even a a comic where that I read before Quantum Mania, where you know 
older Kang goes back to teach young Kang his ways and lessons. And, you know, part of that leads into Renslayer and like how you have to lose her, but don't want to. And you fall in love. So maybe there's maybe she's back in Kang Dynasty. That'd be my that's my best guess. They they just basically opened that up um, to, to bring back Kang or sorry, bring back Renslayer in Kang Dynasty. Um, but we'll see. I, I she for the purposes of Loki, totally whatever. You know, like she just wasn't yeah. really part of the season much. Yeah, and she'll have a live with her with it, which is a cool action opportunity for Renslayer. And there was uh, also a um so Ramatut, the Kang variant that we mm-hmm. saw at the end of Quantum Mania, there was a pyramid at the end in the yeah. background. And there's also the t- the like the TVA emblem on the ground. So there's a lot I mean, she's just she's just immediately theory corner. Like what's what <laughs> what's going on? That there? was the void, right? That was the void seemingly yeah i uh, elias at the end made me think May, it was yes good. yes but it's also like why is the tv we never they they honed on the tv tva emblem purposefully there i would say i think it's a cool thing that like the tva can now be sent to the void too <laughs> like right. he has broken the general structure of it all yeah so we'll see like that that is I'm interested to see because I don't, I don't, I do not think we're going to get a season three. I think this is, this was the end of this story um, on Disney Plus. Where does this go? I would say in the movies. I mean, I assume Deadpool three is going to dive a bit into it, possibly. For sure. For sure. In a more, in a more exploration type way, less of a narrative character driven type way. More action. You know, it's like, all right, we, because now, now there's an action plan. We've got Loki in the tree. He's doing his thing, right? He, he's, he's saving us all, but, we got to watch out for these he who remains variants and it's now their job to keep an eye on them. Yeah, it's 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 a really cool opportunity moving forward. Just everything set up so well for whatever they plan on doing with this space. Um, Going into top plays a little bit, the Doctor Strange thing, going back centuries to learn everything Obi and Victor Timely know so he can move that process along quickly. That was very cool, very haunting moment. It uh, it felt like five years later. Um, which, you know, to this day is one of the biggest gasp for me in theaters when five years later popped up at Endgame. I was like, no fucking way are yeah. they doing this. When yeah. it was centuries later, I was like, no Whoa. fucking yeah. way. Is he about, he does the Doctor Strange thing. It's so cool. We don't know how long he was time looped helping Victor Timely. You don't know how long he was time looped learning everything. We don't know how, his, how long he was time looped fighting Sylvie. Could have been thousands of years of Infinitely. Loki's life. Yeah, and it's it's and and I might be overthinking it. I feel like they made him feel a little older near the end of the episode, like in his face. Yeah, like like when he's going out in that thing and he's getting his collect and he's even just like the stare into the camera at the end. It's like this guy is an older Loki. This guy is a more knowledgeable Loki, and he knows what he needs to do now. And it's just more of a. It's sad, really. It was kind of depressing. It looked a little bit like Richard Grant a little bit when he was yeah. like going through a little. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that the the centuries later thing was one of my top plays. Not my top play, but one of. I've got. Let's jump into top plays. Get, yeah, no, we're in it. We're in it now, buddy. Got Mobius at the end. Hey, here's the file. All right. Well, I'm going to go check it out. And then that final line of like, I just want to let some. I'm just going to stay. Hang out. Let some time go by. Fuck yeah, dude. That I mean, that was like for Mobius, that character and, you know, what he was the one that was given. We mentioned earlier, like he was the one that was given most of the screen time for the side characters this season. Mm-hmm. And there really there really was set up of like he doesn't know who he wants. He doesn't he doesn't want to know who he was and all these things. And him finally realizing, you know what? I am. I'm going to go. I'm just going to observe, see what life was like. And maybe let time slip by a little bit, right? Maybe mm-hmm. just live my life. Maybe, you know, go gray and age, right? It's just, it's a simple human thing. And I think that was beautiful. I think that was such a wonderful dichotomy of what's happening with Loki too, where he's doing the ultimate sacrifice. And I think because he knows Loki is sacrificing for him, he felt more of an obligation to Loki to go do what he wants to truly do. And, you know, maybe do live on earth, you know, see actual life instead of just what he knows of the TVA. And it's a beautiful thing in the TVA now that they, which is another top play, I guess, just quickly, they now have the knowledge, right? That they also have the line of like, you can't let history repeat itself. You have to know history. So you can't, 
you know, fall into the depths of whatever happened before. Star Wars, baby. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just we're in such a wonderful spot going forward. What I with what I would say is the multiverse saga as it is. Right. It's like all right, the TVA is in this brand new iteration that is excellent. You know, it's it's in a great spot where there's knowledge, there's there's history, there's background, and now we can just go like you mentioned earlier. The multiverse saga feels more cohesive than it ever has. Like absolutely. And, and- and for whatever reason, I can't really put my finger on it, but this, everything, how this ends makes all the other multiverse stuff we've gotten make a little more sense. And yeah. it just gives it a yeah. little bit more of a drive and it's focused and it's awesome. Um, another top play, obviously it's controversial, this Jonathan Majors of it all, but to see him back as he who remains as much as we got him yep. doing the Willy Wonka thing again. I mean, play Willy the Wonka at the end of the movie, too. With yeah. like the twist, you know, yeah. oh, dude, it, and and it was just that whole scene with him being like, okay, so how long you been doing this? You know, just being just the best bad guy, um, and then and then Loki flips again. Oh, how long do you think we've been doing this? Yeah, and just just the twist and turns mm-hmm. there, and it it suffocates you a little bit. It mm-hmm. just it puts a heavy blanket on you, and it's just oh, it's so great to feel that watching a show, and then to get it to end with the. Oh, just the sigh of relief when it ends, like you're sad for Loki. And that's in that final shot of Loki listening to Mobius. Like that is so telling of like the why he did it. And this and this is this is the payoff and the goal of all of it for Loki. But throughout the whole thing, you're just so on the edge of your seat with every little turn. And it just it makes your heart just kind of tighten a little bit watching it because you just don't. Oh, my God. He, oh, wait. No, it's him now. And it's just all it, it was so well executed. And yeah. it was it was so great to see Jonathan Majors get back into that role after the very goofy Victor Timely role. We've seen him in throughout the season and this episode. Yeah. And it was it was just a really great play on the time looping thing. Not changing the final scene of season one, but adding more depth to it. There's a tie-in comic you have to read to see really what was going on. The conversation between the conversations. And uh, yeah, all of that was just just so much great execution of the device. Absolutely. And honestly, top plays-wise, uh, you might have had a couple more. I mentioned the ones, the other ones that I had um, already. I, I loved just quickly. Um, we we kind of touched on it. Just like we expected those the reliving of those events and loki like hiddleston's performance of like yeah you're gonna do this be brave do this you're gonna volunteer you volunteered right oh you're so the brave model, the, yeah the, you're so brave the, the so model's brave. fine it's cool all right again again like it, it's, a little a... Sticky, it's a little sticky <laughs> like there, there once you get that in context it's amazing because you're just on this journey with loki and you realize like, he's just doing this infinitely over and over and you feel the frustration and then um, the, I guess like to put the chair on top of the top play is when the loom explodes anyway. Like yeah. shit. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's caught. But it's caught. Right. It it it's it's blown up and caught. It's very it's awesome. Uh, there's one more top play we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. and it is all about the MVP of this show. Who's the MVP of the show? Tom Middleston. Try again. Loki. Katie fucking <laughs> Heron. David. <laughs> The opening fanfare of this episode, yes, was oh as God. good Reverse. as it possibly could have been. When they started playing the music backwards, I was like, "They're doing the music backwards! I can't believe it! This is like such an amazing thing!" And I By thought the they were going to go through the timeline again. No, no, no! The whole fanfare was in reverse. And Chadwick's the first thing we see now. And it just keeps going back and back. And, and then they weave in the fucking Loki theme in the middle of it. Or the he who, I, I don't know, the themes are so merged at this point. Yeah. And it's such a great amalgamation, very Shang-Chi, of all the different themes throughout the show, plus the fanfare in reverse. It was the perfect tone setter for what we just got. And I awesome. just, Kate Heron is a elite level all nba composer like put her in the biggest movies you can find because she gets it man and it's it goes back to my winners everybody knew exactly what they were going for and they worked together on the same goal kate heron with that opening scene just knocking it out of the park like we are watching a shohei otani 
uh, LeBron with the Heat, a fucking Manning in 04, Brady in 07 type thing with Katie Heron. Like she is untouchable. <laughs> yeah. The Christian McCaffrey of the show, just nothing but touchdowns. Wow. I, uh, I'm with you. The reverse, by the way, at the opening, uh, my wife goes, she's like, she's watched the beginning. What's, what's the new, new music? And I'm like, they're going in backwards. It's in reverse. <laughs> like what? Oh, I chills really? like that. Just the opening like moments of like realizing it's glorious purpose. Then the reverse. You're just so in right at the very beginning, all the way to the end. You know, it just yeah. for a 50 minute episode, like the longest of the season, I think I was just sitting literally on the edge of my couch the entire entire runtime. Yeah, it felt incredibly culminating this entire episode to this entire season. We'll talk more about the season as a whole as far as rankings on Monday. Yeah. Um, and I think that moving forward, because it was such a culminating thing for Loki, we talked about how Loki is now the end piece to all of this. Like he's going to be the driving force of the Avengers movies. We assume not, not assume it's, it's locked in. He is the driving force of what the multiverse saga is now. Um, but the only other thing moving forward is that Mobius Owen Wilson is supposed to be in Deadpool three. And it makes all the sense in the world because they had that great line right before Mobius kind of rode off into the sunset. Yeah, I found three more He Who Remains variants. Uh, one of them was taken care of, I guess, on 616. So, you know, that one's good. And they're all just keeping an eye on it. Like, that is the goal yeah. of TVA. That's Mobius's goal. He'll come back to the TVA and he'll be in dead. And he's supposed to be in Deadpool 3. And he will be the um, audience in the movie character explaining to Deadpool and everybody what's going on, the goal, and just giving us the exploration. But because it's Mobius, it's going to be so well delivered and earned because we know what he's been through. And that's what you can look for from this show moving forward. What's cool about Deadpool 3 is actually its connection to like the MCU and the timeline makes sense because of um, Cable and Deadpool's. Mm -hmm. Deadpool using it at the end of Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine Deadpool 3 opens with that same like post credit scene from Deadpool 2 and it just continues and like a TVA agent just sh pops up and grabs them. <laughs> That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah, it, it's going to be sick. I'm very excited. But I hope, but, I know, do hope Deadpool 3 does like they do the MCU thing, they do the TVA thing, but they do make it, you know, it, they make it Deadpool 3. And I think they will. And it'll be, yeah. aw it'll be awesome to see this stuff in an R rated setting. <laughs> in, a, in a comedic setting you yeah know I mean? in a comedic this setting. was yeah. a fun show in its own way but action and comedy is i guess what this show lacks the most yeah, um definitely if action. you had to pick one it's not what this show is and we'll get more into that with the marvels but having a new vehicle it's very you know uh spider-man far from home dealing with the blip versus wandavision dealing with the blip it's the same thing from different angles and it's mm. just it's a yeah. great it's a great thing that they've set up for themselves Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Loki season two. It's over. And we don't have another show for a very long time. <laughs> and it's it's uh, relieving for I, I, I do feel this is a great time for MCU fans to kind of take a break <laughs> and just relax a little bit. We've gotten a lot lately. We got more coming up and we have a long time until we're getting it. So it's uh it's a good sure. time. Uh, your favorite MCU show without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 for all time always. It's good shit, dude. Like this is this is what MCU Disney Plus needs to be um for certain shows. Other shows are going to the the spotlight stuff. Th this makes spotlight makes things make sense more too. There can be non-spotlight MCU shows if they do it like this. Yeah, this and, yeah, this is like the the pinnacle of a non-spotlight yeah. MCU show, yeah. But it also makes me more excited for Spotlight because I think they will commit more in. to not yeah. making it as important and i think that's a very cool thing because character yeah, driven stuff is what the mcu is built on yeah and i think for this part during marvel studios that mainly just means well i guess it can mean a lot of things but it, i think it mainly means no multiversal stuff you know it's just we're yeah. not doing the multiversal thing you're that's, not, good. that's a good way to put it you're not leading to kang dynasty with this project but you could lead to something else i guess but mm -hmm. it's mainly here for that character yeah, it's less about it's less about not tying in with other projects. It's about not tying in with the overall story moving forward, yeah. which I think is a cool thing. Um, you know, for you, for all of us, Loki, the god of stories, Tom Hilson, welcome to the goat conversation. Like he's there. He's in like it's, yeah. it's insane. I, I think I'm going to watch Avengers 2012 on my flight today. Yeah, I, that'd be like, fun. 
it's just it's such an awesome thing what they've done with this character it's very exciting ladies and gentlemen has been our loki reviews please make sure to when you're done with this hop right over to our marvels episode uh where we reviewed the marvels uh, by nia DaCosta, and then monday check back in we're going to talk about all of the movie updates that have come out of the strike ending we're not going to have a feature segment where we might have a guest I, I i think i don't know we'll see but it'll be all news and all just catching up to what crossing fingers we can finally put pen to paper on what the slate coming up is. We will break through all that on Monday, but until then we'll see you next time for all time. Always. <laughs>